0: Hey, yo, hey, yo, welcome back, welcome back. It's Off The Wall Sports. I took a little break on the shelf, but you can't keep me away. This is Walsh Castro.
1: Andre Bass.
0: And we're back to review what was an exciting, eventful, and crazy NFL draft. Some devastation for some people named Miles Jack. I don't
1: know why that's funny. Yeah. Um.
0: What is funny is if you're going to smoke tree with a bong mask, just don't be near any cameras of any sort whatsoever. Yeah. It could cost you millions of dollars. Literally, it costs like every tons of dollars. It costs of dollars. millions of dollars, yeah. That's um, ridiculous. But we're going to go into that. We're going to go into playoff convo. But definitely break down everything upcoming. So, y'all take a second, relax, and get ready.
1: Draft and NBA playoffs coming up for you. to do something, but we just really want to watch the rally and to get kicked out because we're a group of black people. It's really crazy. It just shows you how racists are own school and we
0: can't even go to. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah,
1: nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah,
0: fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck down Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump, yeah. I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood want to find you. Some strong spoken words by the philosopher known as YG.
1: YG, 400.
0: (laughs) Fuck Donald Trump. (laughs) There you go, there you go. Just a little feel of how we're uh, looking out in our political landscape. But uh, Dre, why don't you get us started uh, on what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's go through some quick hot takes. Um, so, Drake's new album just dropped. I know that's, you know.
0: Everyone got hyped for that. I got, I got an album music account for that. Did you? Yeah, I did. Just for that. Well, yeah, the idea was I was at work and I was uh, I, and I had headphones on. I was going like to like listen to music sometimes when I uh, type a lot. Yeah, And then I was like, I'm going to listen to this. And i let's do it. And, you know, at a whole as a whole, it just like I think we, we talked about yeah. it. Was just, it was trying to be take care. Yeah. And, and it's not as good as Take Care. It, it, but, controller is my shit. It's a hit. That's a slap. Yeah.
1: Um, it just felt, the album felt like Been There Done That. Um, I've heard it before. And every guy I've talked to says the same thing. Every woman I talk to loves it. That's, I think it's probably semi what he was going for. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah exactly. He First, knows who he is. He has his an audience and he knows how and to I think work. at
0: the end of the day, it's going to be played. There's going to be like two, three tracks, four tracks that are going to be yeah. played in the club. And it's going to get a ton of radio play. I
1: know I have my songs that I, I love already. Yeah, exactly. I, I like Views. I like Controller. I like. Um, what's the intro called? I don't know, but I like it. Oh, it's cool. Family or some shit. Yeah, like that. You know, Drake, Drake's a good rapper and he makes good beats. No, I mean, he has good beats. That's he the thing, made, his yeah. production is great. Yeah, and he makes good hits. That's hooks.
0: Uh, that that's forty, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, that was a forty yeah, boy
1: one that was on a kind of west, mixed a little
0: bit on it was it was a good album. I think those I think those, his production aspect is probably what made it so good. And
1: engineering, mixing, mastering,
0: all of that. Yeah, it. oh for sure. Mikey letting you know, giving you a little insight. <laughs> insight.
1: Yeah. So that's that you know, that's a big thing. And I thought he was gonna go out today with the the way the Toronto was playing with Indiana. They got the win. That would have been sad for a whole Toronto. Yeah,
0: man, Demar Derozan pulled himself with Cody Bryant. I know he got a lot of points with a lot of shots thrown up. Thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, he's he's from L.A., so I guess it's the thing of him to do. The, but But uh, you got to do what you got to do, and Toronto came out with that. It, uh, man, Indiana didn't make it easy. Frank Vogel, I'm very high on him as coach. Um, PG thirteen is back, um, yeah. so I think I think the the outlook going forward for that team is is a little scary, seeing how they stack up in free agency. Uh, and being with a healthy Paul George, but most definitely some, some good things to look forward to. Yeah, we're going
1: to get into to. NBA a little later. Um, you see the news on Ezekiel Elliott already?
0: What happened? So what happened?
1: He, he flew into uh, Dallas, private airplane, I guess that night met up with some girl, some woman, and then she ended up Snapchatting a bunch of pictures of him, pictures of him as he passed out of there, laying in bed. She's like smiling like, look what I got, look what I'm, you know, like one of those groupy things. Yeah, Like, like one night in Dallas,
0: like how's that going to make the boy feel? He's like, already, he's already, he's yeah. already getting in some shit. He's already getting famous for gallivanting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I looked into it. He supposedly has a girl he's been with a while. That's not a good look. Not a not, good look. You know, if I was the girl, I would at least try to get some money. So I wouldn't have took the picture. I would have tried to make a phone in love <laughs> with me. <laughs> She went for the short con. I went for the long con. What
0: these athletes need now is... Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to give some more from entrepreneurs out there. They got to have some, like, mechanical device that, like... It's like... An, y'all ever seen Ocean's 13? Yeah. Mm. It was, like, when they set the magnet in so no phones could work. Yeah. So, they need to have, like, that shit in, like, a handheld device. For sure. So, so a radius of phones cannot work. Yeah. And, like, just stop. Because with with with... Now, with our iPhones and everything and smartphones is... It's just too easy to record yeah. everything. Every old guy says it, that they would have gotten in trouble for all the stuff they did back in their day in a second. But there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram, there was no Snapchat. There was nothing of that. And so now now with all that being in there, it's just too easy to get caught up. I mean, we get, you know, just as regular people, just how did I get on Snapchat? I don't have a Snapchat, and I'm on Snapchat. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. like you have like head.
1: some famous stories about you on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm not happy about you these don't, things. You've Never owned a Snapchat. There's
0: actually a really funny one where, um, where my old roommate took of me, and I'm walking. I didn't even know. I'm like walking by a mural, and he takes a picture and kind of zooms in on my face, and it looks like the. Um, um, nothing was the same. Uh, <laughs> and so he puts that, and then, like, everyone was, like, laughing about it. Yeah, and it's like, I, like, I don't know these things. So I don't have I don't so have Snapchat. I shit. was
1: thinking of when you fell in the car, like, halfway in, halfway out, when you went to just move it. And an hour, you went to move the car for my dad. And an hour later, my David comes out to go to work, and you're just sleeping in the car halfway in, halfway oh, out. Cool. Yeah. That was a funny one. That got the people rolling.
0: Well, it's just the fact that matters probably most of the times, um, yeah, I, I, they end up after we, we always go out and I crash at your spot, and then I'm just passed out. I end yeah. up sleeping in my car one way or another for a extended amount of time the next day.
1: But uh, with your little phone thing, that's actually what I think. It's, I know Dave Chappelle does it, and what's the guy who ruined Bill Cosby's life?
0: Uh, Hannibal Buress. Hannibal
1: Buress. They do it now. So they have little baggies that go in front of your seat. You put it in a Ziploc that you can't open it unless you have to use the restroom. Someone come and lock it for you when they do the comedy shows because they're tired of people seeing the material. Online, so they're you know, people are taking steps to that. And you have to
0: do that stuff, yeah. I mean, Cell phones are, it's just one so of that's those what, things. That's what ballers need to do when yeah. you
1: go in with the hotel with the woman, just, just have a big ass ziplock, yeah. And you're yeah. the only one with the key on I it.
0: Every security guy has a ziplock, it's doable, no yeah. Phone, that's not that. Phones at the door, sort of things like that. You get it back there, they got money. Like, I
1: no, guarantee you, no girl would leave if you had her lock up her phone, like she's still gonna go in the room with you, Ezekiel. Um, we'll talk a little real quick. You want to talk about some movies? I think we're both. I'm gonna say, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say we both love fucking McDonald's. Yeah, dude. Um, a
0: uh, uh, twenty-piece chicken nuggets for five bucks. Yeah, that's, then now that's, that's they got not the, that's not a the fair two part for five. The killing me with the free
1: five. shit I'm getting from the the I've thing. I've actually been
0: pretty good at shedding off most fast food. Like I won't eat Jack of the Bucks anymore. Jack of the Bucks nasty. I, I haven't even had Carl's Jr. in a long time. Mm, but McDonald's is, is one thing I just can't be sh- can't
1: be shook. A McDouble tastes so fucking good. Right it's like, it's pretty
0: deep. close to a heroin have yeah, yeah, I get that. I can see when people are like I'm addicted to yeah. this and that I'm like, yeah, I can see they it. Addicted I'm to their sweet and sour sauce.
1: Yeah, dude, it's fucking delicious. Their fries you just get half. Okay,
0: anyways, and so this simply <laughs> into 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 a movie talking about the the creation of the McDonald's franchises and Michael Keaton is like the entrepreneur yeah. who started the whole thing, and Michael Keaton's gonna be in it. Um, gentleman, who's Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, is gonna be in it. it. Actually, looks like a pretty good movie. It's the same, uh, the same director from The Blind Side yeah. is gonna be directing it. Yeah, so that's something that's I'm like, it's a story, but uh, I was joking. Like, is it that of me to want to watch the movie? And I was like, yes and no, yes no. <laughs> more yes than no. You like go to the <laughs> yeah. movies with McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. I actually was pretty much thinking about that. That was gonna be. That was happening.
1: But the movie looks good. Uh, Michael Keaton's been on a little bit of a roll lately, yeah, actually, man. last few years. Birdman a couple
0: it. years ago, and he's just a talented guy. to his thing. Yeah. So. Oh, Spotlight, you're right. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so Spotlight. Yeah. So that was, I guess we're going to call that segment Hot Takes. So every week we'll come in on something a little more lighthearted, something a little to literally get the listeners in. Now we're going to go into what you know us for. Football. NFL Football. draft. Um,
0: oh, it was draft day. And it was crazy. One of the craziest days in sports. First off, we had, you know, someone trade up in the first and the second. You know, maybe you have one or the other, but this time you had, you know, the first two. And it was all for that yeah. necessity of, uh, you know, in a quarterback league. And more than ever, that's believable.
1: Let me say this real quick that made it a little strange. Rams trade up to get Jared Goff, mm-hmm. And the Browns need a quarterback as much as anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe even more so. Mm-hmm. And that lets you know what they thought about Carson Wentz. That if they were going to take Jared Goff, they didn't want Carson Wentz. They were like, we're getting the hell out of here. Is Jared Goff or no one for the Browns? So that lets you know it's a team-by-team thing. Just because he's the number two player on your board. And on yeah, and board, like
0: each franchise, you know, has their own yeah, big board. The Browns did not want anything to do with Carson Wentz. It's one of those things, like, with with problem players, it was like everyone had a different – everyone will have a different view on how they see him. Yeah. You know? And I guess, like – like Laramie Tunsel. I guess yeah. not all thirty teams were not all thirty two teams were down to take them out. Yeah. Because Miami was like, Hell no, I'm taking Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, it's a lot it happens
1: yeah. all the time. Yeah,
0: and that was a big drop. Um but I think mean, when it comes to the first two, you have your first quarterbacks being taken. Um, I think it was the shocker. So to now you're gonna thing, have to yeah. rank now they're gonna be attached together to each other for for their careers, uh, for their careers outgoing towards the future. Carson Wentz is in a little bit of a better position yeah. given that he has, you know, Doug Peterson who really knows how to coach an offense. He has a, a pretty capable offensive line. Yeah. He has pieces in place where he's, he's really going to be successful.
1: And he doesn't have to come in and play right away. Um, where it looks like Jerry Goff is actually going to have to come in and play right away. He doesn't have many pieces besides Todd Gurley on that offense. He's still, I don't know who they're going to throw it to. Yeah. Offensive line is still patchwork.
0: Yeah, you know, that's why I was a little confused and I thought... That the Rams would really just stay put and get LaQuan Treadle when he was going to be there, yeah. but they made they made a really bold move, and yeah, I I do believe that there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of L.A. Rams um, publicity given just because they're going to L.A., which is you know one of those things that you're going to get moving to a big city. Where well, they're going to sell it to us
1: hard too. Yeah, they're yeah, hard it knocks and everything.
0: Yeah. It's definitely going to be it's going to be a, a lot of promotion, and you already see a lot of talk about that happening. So that's going to be interesting to see. I think that even though overall one consensus is that on heavy quarterback years, you know, like when when Andrew Luck's class or Matt Ryan's class, would these guys be in up there with these guys? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I still I, I don't I don't think this is weak as a class with uh, EJ Manuel and Ryan Nassib and those guys. Yeah. But this is definitely not the 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 glory quarterbacks yeah. I'm thinking. And I think
1: and I think the people knew that, and that's why it was still odd for them to trade up. Yeah. And to me it's so it doesn't have to be. You look at uh Sam Bradford, Alex Smiths. You don't have to be a superstar, carry the team to be a franchise quarterback for the, the team But the crazy
0: thing is in this league it's a quarterback league, and when you play Brock Osweiler, Ryan Tannehill, yeah. the amount of money they get, you don't really it doesn't really I mean to be honest. The two guys that were drafted in the first two, are pretty capable of reaching those heights. That's all I'm saying. That's all they have and to the reach. And if that's all they have to reach to get that, then I guess they. I, yeah. I, I guess that's the kind of league we're in. But I, I think that's not fair to where we're justifying what you know Josh Norman took his whole take to get all that money, but he had to play some outlandish, un- amazing football. Yeah. You know. I, but.
1: And then switch teams and get
0: yeah, the money. Yeah, it's position. to it's minis- position Discrimination, at it's finest, but I guess when that position is what you feel was um, gonna win you a championship, it is what it is. Well, you it's, you it's can't win
1: without a quarterback. I think it's pretty much proven nowadays. Mm,
0: you can make the argument for. I mean, we just saw a case well, where. Well, you could win. I would definitely not say that if not for Peyton Manning. You know, no, it was. No, I'm
1: not saying you can. But Peyton Manning, as much as he wasn't a capable doing this on the field, he was still a smart guy. And he still wasn't gonna. He might have, you know.
0: Yeah, but I think that was team was definitely yeah. led by their defense. Yeah,
1: but say... Who, and special teams. Who was the Browns quarterback last year? Johnny Manziel, Josh They would have lost. Uh... Rams, you know, Nick Foles, Chase Keenum, they would have lost. Yeah, you got to put. There's, so you got to have a capable guy. That's yeah, what I'm saying. There, but
0: there's a bit of speculation, but nonetheless, we've seen great defenses win, right? Yeah. You see, no, I'm you not. See, yeah, yeah. Brad Johnson with the bugs. You know, yeah, I wasn't Ravens. saying that,
1: but you got to yeah. have a smart, capable guy still. Absolutely, absolutely. That's all Most I'm saying. You no. don't have to have a big, strong arm guy. You no. just have to have a capable guy. Have a man. guy just not
0: fuck up. Yeah, that's and all that's I'm really, saying. That's really a big thing. Just don't fuck up. But over. There were other Miles. Jack was a big one. What was
1: the big uh, surprise for you? Was it the Tunsil fall, the Miles Jack fall,
0: the Bosa at three? Bosa at three wasn't, yeah. Bosa at three, because I thought he was, I thought he would be somewhere in the top ten, or I thought he was gonna at least get to Dallas at four. I I had Bosa. Bosa really could have been anywhere for me. So you saw him, heard a lot about him slipping, and then he ends up going to San Diego at the third, and I. I like that pick for them because I think that he's going to be nice to beef up that that, that line. I think you put him in at 3-4 end, and he can be very disruptive and really hold it down. Um, I was saying at worst-case scenario, you're going to get some Ziggy Hood-like production. That, that you get That's really worst, worst, worst-case scenario. Best-case scenario, you're going to get potential Aaron Smith-Bridge-Seymour production. Uh, I'm not giving Gigi Wild comparisons. That's not who he is. That's not how he plays. He plays really well in between tackles. And if you're expecting him to make plays off the edge, don't. That's not the kind of guy he is. That guy has a really high motor, and he really knows um, how to get use his hands really well. Uh, and he's disruptive. That's the one yeah, thing. He's, he's not a hard disrupted. guy to
1: figure out. You can look at him and tell how he's going to play. He's going to. He's yeah. overwhelm you. Yeah, he's, he's going to overwhelm you. He's a guy you're going to have to line up against, play after play, and beat. And he's not going to let you do that. You can't do that for no, a full game. He's going to. He's going to. He's, he's going to work. The, um. I think the biggest surprise. Did you have Joey Bosa? And then I thought, right, you know, like ten minutes, he could have went to three, four. He plays in. because they have Jerry Atuch, uh, Melvin Ingram, two pretty young, outstanding. Yeah, no, you definitely don't. I don't
0: see. Him. I don't see him. Yeah, he's not. He would be a liability if you had yeah. him stand up. Yeah. So I really hope that's not the idea.
1: No, it can't be. Chargers are yeah. smart team. Um, I guess Miles Jack falling by like you know because. Once Larry Tuns, I didn't know what was happening with Larry Tuns. I wasn't me online. It was all
0: last. It was yeah. all last second.
1: Like, I, well, yeah. did you
0: hear? Did you hear? And then, I, and then, I, and then I found out. And then I saw the video. Yeah. And then I'm like, Laramie. Because
1: <laughs> so cause I I heard things like right before the draft that a lot of teams had Ronnie Stanley bet higher than Larry Tuns. So when Ronnie Stanley went ahead of him, I was like, okay. But then when they, you know, then
0: when you find out why, then Conklin got drafted, yeah. and I was like,
1: let me get online. I yeah. thought this guy was hurt in the back or something. Um, So him
0: falling, then Miles Jack falling. Miles Jack falling is really just... If you're going to invest that much in a guy, you have to know that 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 investment you make isn't going to be something that you're potentially going to lose. Yeah. And you already have to worry about the possibility of realistic production. Like, look at a guy like when Aaron Curry got drafted. He was supposed to be, oh, there's no way you mess with this guy, and he's going to be great and everything. And he was just flat... Play, and it, it just did not work out. So yeah. you already have to worry about the fact that there's possible being a bust. You're perfectly healthy. Miles Here we have a phenomenal talent. talent, a phenomenal highlight, real dynamic, uh, one of the most athletic players maybe ever, but he just, you know, it, it's really unfortunate, things beyond his control, some really serious health scares.
1: What was the guy from that the Jets drafted? Was it Vernon Golston?
0: Yeah, I Vernon Golston. Yeah,
1: out we at Ohio State—that's who Miles Jackson reminded me. Of. He's just a big, jacked up, athletic guy. Yeah,
0: Vernon Golston had no, wasn't polished. He was very, no. he was very, very, very raw. I don't think he played football until like his junior, senior year yeah. of high school. So well, really you know, Miles him.
1: Jackson only played defense for a year and a half too. So, polish wise, I don't. Who, where's Jackson? Really gonna stick him. He does. He's not. Like, they have two outside linebackers. We put him in the middle. Yeah, you know, he they put him. It's going to be interesting to see where Jacksonville... You move
0: him around. You yourself talk about him playing Nickelback. First. Yeah, but
1: I think when you move someone around who's young, you stunt their growth in other areas. You don't have a force. And like where he's not going to just be a beast in that. He's going to be kind of good in this and No, tonight. but I think
0: as you see, his versatility is being praised. I mean, you look at a guy... Um, you look at a guy like... Which, by the way, Jacksonville did make a, a very good move and get a great player in Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Uh, and then... You know all the craze we always talk about, versatil versatile safeties that can play some man coverage, um, honey badger, uh, Teron Math, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, honey badger, Malcolm Jenkins. You you really like the fact that a guy can play safety and play man. So, now imagine having a bigger version of that, in your in in a linebacker set that can also shed blocks and play the run as well, and you're getting that in Miles Jack. Miles Jack is versatility at the next degree and the guys played all over and like you said he's even played running back who knows if he can't give you some production there i don't think that that's realistically what i'm thinking but i i i think that when you have a natural football player that can make plays you're gonna find a way to put him on he's he a football player you yeah you find a way to put that guy on the field now my only issue and i think the same reason i might have not drafted him that high was probably just health 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 is is, is going to be a big scare um you can't. It, it becomes a wasted pick. In the NFL draft, your first two picks have to be consistent starters with real upside. And, and a lot of teams pride themselves on that. Yeah. So it, you you can't use that pick and not know. If Dallas is going to be in a situation where, with their second pick with Jalen Smith, they've got to be sure that he's going to come out uh, healthy to play and he might miss this season. He's going to miss this yeah, season. And so when the next season comes around, are they going to get the Jalen Smith that. Healthy was probably going to be the number one linebacker uh, taken in the draft. One of the top five players. Well,
1: the Cowboys draft for me was a little weird just off the, you know, first they take Ezekiel Elliott. Which when was, everyone thought they were going to take Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, which is a little high. They said the reason they both were equal on the draft was the reason that they took Ezekiel Elliott is because they can give him 25 touches a game as opposed to a team can just throw away from Jalen Ramsey at cornerback. They They Jalen to play safety too. Jalen Ramsey said coming in that he's playing cornerback who can play safety, and he's not a safety who can play corner. So it depends on the team. I know Chargers had him at safety. I know Jacksonville has him at corner. But so they said, Cowboys said they have an Emmett Smith and they have a Darren Woodson. That's what they compared it to, and they went with Evan Smith.
0: Yeah. And the thing I found was weird because it's they, a little bit of a bold comparison. Yeah. For Ezekiel Elliott to be compared to Evan Smith, I gotta see something before I get there. What?
1: Well, I, I don't know how, how you got Emmitt Smith on your board.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have him as the leading rusher of all time, but I—I I, I mean, either way. But and I've seen some big things from Zeke, but I, I have to. I'd say, I'm high know, on Ezekiel, Elliott, Elliott.
1: but I thought that they drafted for the future almost when they have a win now team. When you look at Tony Romo. You look at their offensive line. You look at the defense. I thought
0: the line, the offensive line is young. That's that, that's a building block. Their it's left, left tackle, tackle paint and paint.
1: right guard are young, but they're you know center and right guard or right tackle are not young. And then you know Tony Romo's 36, 37. and then you saw what they can do with Darren McFadden last year. Why not get someone a piece on defense like a Jalen Ramsey and use that second round pick on another piece on offense? instead of Jalen Smith, and you could win now. Because last time Tony Romo was healthy, last time his
0: team was healthy, they were a play away from... And you could tell it was because of dominance, that offensive line. Exactly. And the great play from Des so Bryant. So I
1: thought they went opposite. They could have went win now mode, and they went for the future. I thought that was a little weird for a team that is capable of winning the NFC
0: East. Easily. Because Tony Romo is really one one hit to the back away from being... Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they use a forefront pick on Dak Prescott, who's a fine prospect, but he doesn't fit what they
0: do. No, I like that, like that Prescott as much yeah. as anybody, but it's just weird. It's just, it's, it's a name pick. they you, yeah. you know you know their their name guys. Cowboys, it's a, it's yeah. a name. It's a name based franchise on how they make a lot of their moves. Um, seeing going forward, it's interesting to see.
1: I thought it
0: was a weird draft. For them. I, I I agree. Uh, another play I think surprise, Tomato slips, and this goes into probably one of the teams that I thought had a pretty impressive draft was the Minnesota Vikings getting Laquan Treadwell.
1: Yeah,
0: and to me. I see Corey Coleman getting picked. I see Josh Dawson getting picked, and I think that other than Josh, Do- I think you can make an argument maybe for Josh Dawson. Josh Doxson is nice, and he's and he's really and he really has some serious skill that I can understand if you really have some sort of spread system of why you'd want to have Josh Dawson over Laquan Treadwell. I don't see why you pick Corey Coleman over him. I don't care what speed or what 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 aspect you talk about. Laquan Treadwell has. The intangible things that you can't really teach a wide receiver. Um, he moves uh, so well that you can't really teach that. He um, his, his route running, his hands. I, I, if you get a worst case scenario in Alshon Jeffrey, that's what you're getting. You're getting a worst yeah. case scenario in Alshon Jeffrey, and that's really something to think about. And you're getting a best case scenario, man. I think I, I think
1: I, <laughs> worst case scenario you get a Hakim Dix like a good Hakeem Nicks is prime. not Hakeem Nicks now. I don't know, you know he's just a good receiver who knows how to play a receiver, knows how to use his body, understands football, understands the route concepts.
0: Now, Hakeem Nicks didn't ha- doesn't have the quadruples doesn't have footwork. No,
1: I don't know. Or his hands.
0: He doesn't far, have though. those intangibles. I
1: like Hakeem, 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 Hakeem Nicks, Nicks. No, Hakeem hands. doesn't
0: have bad hands. Hakeem Nicks was just he also kind of Hakeem Nicks. They uh, also really kind of overpowered guys. He definitely. He was physically imposing. A yeah. that of LaQuantrella isn't. LaQuantrella has so much more sophistication to his game.
1: I think we're going to learn with all these receivers. Because every single team, from Houston Texans drafting Will Fuller, to the Browns getting Corey Coleman, every single one of these guys got their number one receiver on their boards. I think it's a great pick. LaQuantrella was was Minnesota's receiver that they wanted.
0: I think it was a great pick yeah. for them. They got him at way 23, 24. Else, because you get... I think Tay Bridgewater would probably click, his Teals is so happy because you have a legitimate weapon now. Well, they that, will, a legitimate go to weapon. What would Minnesota do with Corey Coleman?
1: They got Tay Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah they got a lot of speedster guys, and he's not a deep threat thrower. We saw that with Mike Wallace. Um, so you get someone, you get someone who can run slants, run curl routes, you know, break some tackles, move the chains. That's what Minnesota Vikings need. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm I'm sure Minnesota's happy. Bridgewater's
0: happy. Well, Minnesota, along with that, is also getting Mackenzie Alexander, a guy that was rumored out to be even a first round corner, but, um, you know, depending on certain variables, people jumped around yeah. a lot. But having two highly productive uh, players on both sides on that wide receiver DD battle, uh, I think that Minnesota's going to be really thrilled. And I really personally like what they got. Uh, and they're probably one of my better teams uh, to look forward to. And I think this is a testament to Mike Zimmer. And how he's running this organization since he's been around, uh, and I'm looking for them to continue to improve. Uh, you were pretty high on Willie Beavers, yeah. Um, and Kenteral Brothers, I think he's going to fit in beautifully. He's just a football player, yeah, man. He's, he's a Mike Zimmer guy. And then late, 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 getting Ron Curse late, I think that's huge. Yeah. I um, you know I, definitely don't put him on special teams though. Yeah. Because he wasn't a great special team for him. but that's something that you know potential could be something, and it's you know seventh round. It's also, well, what do you lose yeah, it's not going to kill he has you. Great
1: length. He has great intangibles.
0: But having, having four guys that you can have really contribute to your team in one way or another I think is, is and I think, all you can ask for when you have a draft.
1: And that's why I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Because mm-hmm. I looked at, um, I compared them to Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns had, how many, 14 draftees. And I, got, I looked at the teams and I got the same amount of starters from the Baltimore Ravens who had about half that pick. Half those picks. They took Ronnie Stanley at six, who you know, who knows if that was their number one tackle on their board or they took him because of what Tunsil. But Ronnie right. Stanley
0: has great size and great hands yeah. and great feet. And he He'll was take all that. He
1: was the better run blocker in college, and he fits their scheme. You know, he fits a need. Then the second round they got Camille uh, Correa out of Boise State, who was rising up the boards. I thought he was gonna go first round pass rusher, and then third round they got Bronson Kusafusu, I think I said that right, but he's like what the NFL is looking for when you're like 6'6. Six, six. Kyle Fusi. He's like 6'6, six, 3'4, six, uh, and he's going to cause havoc. I like them. He's one of those guys you might have to, you know, give him a red shirt ear, but gain some weight, but he's going to be good. You know, then they got some guys. I like Chris Moore. Then Willie Henry. He's going to be a rotational guy. Stops a run, a little bit of pass rush. Then Kenneth Dixon. Late, late In the fourth? fourth round, yeah. man. You'll he, take that. I thought he was a top five running back. Running backs, think got no justice today this year. Yeah, no love. Um, Outside of Zeke, Zeke, yeah, like Derrick Henry, second round. And then Kenny and Drake was a third. Kenyan Drake on third round. It was round. weird. It was weird. You know, no love for the running backs. Who else went? Booker went with a fifth round. Um, was another big running. The guy, the Paul Perkins to the Giants. Yep, yep, yep. It was crazy. Um, a lot of guys undrafted, but anyways, back to Baltimore. Yeah, no, I got. So I just named about four or five starters that they will have, or rotational pieces, and they, you know, would have to pick that. Cleveland. But let me go through Cleveland picks real quick. So, Corey Coleman, Emmanuel Ogball, Carl Nassib. Those are solid guys. Sean Coleman. Solid do I, I don't like technical. the
0: Corey Coleman pick. I like the Emmanuel Ogba pick. Yeah, but that then why do you, then
1: why do you go Carl Nassib? So if you're
0: going one if you're not if you're not getting too productive, I think you already lose in the draft. It, That's just how, how I think you gotta get your two sure guys. Yeah. And they're not really you know, Cleveland's not really set with how they're gonna outlook with you know, if you're gonna go for R G three playing quarterback. They took Cody Kelser third or, round, that was weird. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. So the good thing about them is that they're going to be stockpiling picks for a while. They've been yeah, pretty good. At they got compiling. nothing else to so, do. So I think that uh, that that's a good start. And Hugh Jackson's going to have a lot to work with. He's probably going to get a couple years to work with whatever he has. So that's something he has on his side. Um, I I think I didn't love their draft. I think outside of the Emmanuel Agua pick, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not in love with it. Um, Scooby right? You know he's a football. Something player. that was rare. I mean getting the kicker, uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay getting a kicker on the second round is definitely we're training up for him, but I definitely love, um, getting Vernon Hargreaves and getting Noah Spence. Noah Spence, uh, is probably one of the more, it's probably, ew. you know, Leonard Floyd was picked as like the best outside pass rusher, uh, in this draft by Chicago, um, traded up to get him. And I don't know about that. I love, I like Leonard Floyd. I don't love Leonard Floyd. Noah Spence um, is a really talented player, and you know he's had off the field issues, and that seems to be um, an ongoing theme when it comes to um, when it comes to NFL. But the man can ball.
1: Leonard, yeah, Leonard Floyd's never been better than Noah Spence on his best day. You know, Leonard, Noah Spence is a proven pass rusher. You know, year in year out, he causes havoc for tackles. Where Leonard Floyd is a I don't, I mean, you call him a splash player. We've seen his picks before. Uh, Bacard, is Mingo, Dion Jordan, where the guy's long, and you're like, well, he looks like he should be able to pass the, rush the passer. He's never done it, but I think I could get him to do it. And it doesn't. Turns out, sometimes you look at Ezekiel Ansah, or Ezekiel Ansah, and it works out. But sometimes it doesn't work out. So drafting a guy who's never done what you're going to ask him to do—that's um, a risk in itself. Um, Tampa Bay, I do like to draft Ryan Smith. North Carolina Central, uh, you know, it's just that kicker. You're trading up. Like, imagine if that's that, weird. Imagine if that kicker was another stud player. Because the second round yeah. still
0: that 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 was a really weird pick. Yeah, most definitely. Kansas City getting a couple big boys definitely dropped. Specifically, and and I think one thing regarding um, defensive linemen is there's might be a new criteria for for how you get them. Right, mm-hmm. you had. Um, What's the big boy, J- Rankins? Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon Rankins, Sheldon Rankins no, was things. picked. The Ertliff was the first D tackle picked off the board. I mean, he went twelve. Um, and I did not have him as my top as, as my top tackle. Um, mm. And then you have Vernon Butler. Now, what do these two have in common? They're not the most technically sound, but they're the most athletic with great size.
1: Well, they rush the passer. Yeah.
0: But yeah, exactly. So I guess they create more havoc. You can say. Yeah. Now that's different than what a Chris Jones or an Aqon Robinson can do. Is they do their job and they do their job well, uh, and they work and they work within a whole defense. Um, and I guess that's I don't know if that's not what scouts are looking for anymore, or there was something missing, or maybe also the truth of the matter is the the two latter names I I mentioned are known for taking plays off, uh, and that happens with a lot there with a lot of linemen is that there are effort questions that come in. Um, I just think that a guy like A.J. Robinson, you can't move, uh, and he's in a system in Detroit where, you know, he would have been better in a three four. I think you put him in three four, you can move him around at end and at tackle. I think in a four three, you have to stick him at tackle. You can obviously not put him at end. Uh, and like you said, he's only going to play first down, maybe second. Yeah. Uh, and and that's and that's really it. And Chris Jones, uh, Chris Jones is going to be. He's going to be fine. He has huge uh, yeah, it's huge upside. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in Kansas City. Uh, I think that he's going to make life easier um, for DeTari Poe. Um, so that's something. That's that's some outlook over that, there. That was
1: a steal for them to get him in the second round. Um, Absolutely. They traded back and still got a first-round talent guy, especially if he can develop even more. Um, it just showed, you know, the teams are not going to draft a guy that plays first and second down um, with – was it sixty six percent of the time teams are in their sub packages so nickel and diamond up? Yeah, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna waste a first round pick on a guy who's gonna stop the run first down.
0: Do you 100%. think that's why um, Carolina took Vernon Butler that they're gonna stop looking so much at putting a star Lutelele in at third down and have Vernon Butler and on well, Short start attacking more?
1: Well, it's also contract year for them, so they have this time after this if to pick up the contract extension yeah. on Star Lutelele. and they're not gonna pay. Kawan Short and Star Lutelele. So it's probably the end for Star Lutelele. So it's probably
0: the end for Star. Yeah, so yeah. I, I,
1: that's how I was looking at it. Which is um,
0: crazy, because not long ago, Star was a big he well, star. he was drafted. drafted. Star is still, I was, that's a great still, player. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is Kawan just, uh, just outplayed him. You know, He's probably a, 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 on the off-the-wall sports uh, big board right now, yeah. as far as some great players di- out there.
1: Star is not dynamic where Kawan is.
0: And Vernon Butler has those dynamic yeah, traits. Yeah, he's there. dynamic too. Yeah, that that's that's a, he jumped up. Yeah, remember when we first talked about him? He was projected. He was like an under the radar yeah, guy. Yeah, fifth, sixth round. Yeah. But that's the thing, Louisiana Tech is just you're just gonna be in a pool. You're just in a in a hotbed of football talent. I mean, there's just that's just always a thing. I mean, that's why LSU is always such a great place because they always attract such great talent. Uh, and that's gonna segue into probably one of our uh, last points. Uh, on this is Jalen Mills is one of the most talented players I thought uh, coming out of this draft uh, this DB out of uh, LSU and for him to go in the 7th round yeah. I mean I think that there needs to be a bigger a bigger scope of things done in how, um, in how people compose and athletes compose themselves uh, and you start from high school, right? It, it's more of a it's more of a social thing than 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 an athlete thing. But when you see this, I guess you gotta look at statistics and the numbers. When there's such a small pool, and there's that percentage of these of, of that pool is a lot of guys either getting in trouble or doing some things and this and that. Well, something's gotta give, you know. And and, and we can't be in a system where, you know, these guys get in the league, uh, and they either get in trouble or they're they're they have poor management skills because. They're used to having no money, now they're having money, and, you know, the segue from, from, from high school to college to the pros needs to be a more scrutinized, uh, systematic segue for the, sake of the, for the sake of the athlete who's really a student who's chosen that to go into that profession, because, I mean, Jalen Mills is probably going to be my chief example. Seventh round, and he's probably what a second, third round talent in, in reality.
1: Yeah, I, he's exactly what today's NFL is a cover safety who could play cornerback, you know. Um, if but if it doesn't pan out, who knows, you know what I mean? It's 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 also it's such you know what I mean, like it's almost like. Every team is their own law, you know what I mean? Yeah, every team has their own moral compass. I... The, he got drafted by the Eagles' seventh round, but Chip Kelly, with the Eagles before, never drafted anybody who didn't graduate college. He didn't graduate anybody who had a blimp on them, you know what I mean? And now the Eagles this year took Wendell Smallwood, the guy out of Florida, then they took Jalen Miller, back-to-back, all who've had trouble. And it's just, and then Tyler Higby. Who's the tight end? Got drafted by the Rams in the fourth round, and he's under investigation now for going through the club, knocking people out. You know what I mean? And he's still—it's just team by team basis. And I mean, obviously, I agree with you, what you're saying. It's just—I don't know. You know, if he, you know, these people are so young though when they make these mistakes. You know what I mean?
0: It could potentially be the, one of those. It could potentially be an amazing steal. Yes, you know I'm saying if it's. Talent alone, the kid can play.
1: And then you look at what he has to learn. He learns under Malcolm Jenkins, yeah. a perfect person who's going to teach him the rope,
0: you know. So. But just the fact that you slip like that, for that, I mean, you just think, I just think something like like Teron Matthew, Honey Badger, who slipped down to the third, and that guy's a top top ten talent.
1: I see this, but if the Arizona Cardinals had not drafted Tyron Matthew. Who knows where he? Who would else draft him? Probably first. would
0: have been talking about right now like Jalen Mills.
1: But I'm saying you yeah. know he could have slipped forever. Yeah. If not, The Cardinals didn't draft Robert Kumdichi. Where would he have slipped to? Look at Vontae's perfect. Exactly.
0: Look at all these guys. There's some real talented players. Robert Kumdichi. Thank you for bringing that up. Is another, that that's the case. That's probably tough. But he actually on field production too, is the numbers technically weren't on his side. But no. I think he's one of the things that you look at the tape. He's he's a you look yeah. you look at that play right and you're like, wow. Yeah. Well, but then again, the he's a he is a wow. He's a wild player. He's a splash player.
1: Yeah. But what did he do? Like, what did he do that was so bad? Yeah, he fell out of a window smoking weed. And it's it's just kind of a the judgment. Worst heard.
0: It's a it's, it's 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 your questioning judgment, and 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 that's the thing is like, if they put in situations, what would these guys be doing and and they're going to get a lot of money. Some so teams, yeah. What happens if you give if you give me a lot of money? That might be some some crazy <laughs> things happening. Can you imagine if you give someone uh, uh, some other people like this money that already do crazy shit? It's just going to be amplified. Well, I think some
1: teams have to take a little bit more responsibility for the players. Yes, I know these guys are grown-ass men, but you look at what the Dallas Cowboys did with Des Bryant. They gave that man an allowance, and he had a curfew, and he had a motherfucking, not a bodyguard because he wasn't going to protect them, but a you know, like a like babysitter. A monitor, yeah. You just monitor, like a monitor, follow him around. Like human, Where are you going? Where like are you? A Des monitor. Yeah, and that's what the guy did until two years ago and Des Bryant was squeaky clean. You know, and some teams, you just gotta do that. It doesn't cost that much money if you put
0: this much big Yeah, but that's also needs to be handled on younger and you know, yeah. you have to understand there's upbringing issues and this like that. Yeah. So it it, it goes, but schools can goes, do the same thing. You yeah, it has to go on, it has to go on either the schools, or you know, obviously it goes first on the parents, but you know there's extenuating circumstances that may be. So then it goes on whatever community source resource that they have. It's really a much deeper issue that's yeah. outside of like off the wall sports sports coverage. It it goes to a thing that 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 young that young black men are are put in very in very vulnerable situations where they don't really have a high probability of success.
1: I say this. People, for the most part, know when someone's going to be a baller. And you see it from basketball to NFL. People leech off of them and use the young guys. From a young yes, age. Yes, from a super young age. I just read this book. off. I'll, I'll show you later. Um, do better by them, man. You know what I'm saying? You're going to use them. You're going to leech off them. you give them this. Be better by him. You know, fucking watch him. Make sure he's there for you. A lot of times you see players that come stay with him like a Kevin Garnett. I,
0: I need to see more of that. Those like know? Derrick Rose's brothers. Yeah. Right? How they, oh, 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 no. Um... No, it was Tyreek excuse me, it was Tyreek Evans' brothers who always made sure that he wasn't doing they were always like watching after him and make sure he wasn't up to no shit, even though they were the ones that were always yeah. doing out. And
1: you see more people in the community. Yeah. You know you, you know you got a rising star, you know you got something special in the hood going on. That's 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 where Step it has up. to
0: be, yeah. It, it, it it's it it has to go very grassroots and then there has to be a lot of personal reflection on the athlete themselves. So I'm not putting it like there's no sense of accountability. Yeah. But it really goes to a two way street, uh, and and you see issues like care you know, Miles, Jack, John Smith, no care There were no glaring Miles characters. Great kids. Those, though, their issues were solely and really sad to say, health issues. But there were way too many character-related issues. That is unfortunate. That is like it's honestly disturbing, uh, and and in the NFL, it's just too much. So something needs, and it's like I said, it's it's really outside of the sports spectrum, um, but. Um, there needs to be some serious action and reflection taken as a whole, you know. Exactly. So I mean, it's something we gotta look at. And
1: I'm for. talking about young guys. I don't give a fuck about Greg Hardy being stupid and doing. Yeah, he what he grown. Did. he's grown. He's thirty. He's, he's grown done. ass man. Ray he Ryan, he give he up on, ass man. You yeah. give up on that? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm not. I'm not talking. talking he's an eventual fail.
1: Yeah, we're talking about these young I'm guys. Dylan
0: Mills still has hope. Yes, exactly. I, I'm, I'm talking about whatever you think that Robert and Kambicci is now. Man, like, can you imagine when anyone else was twenty nineteen, you know, years old? Who, what else they were up to?
1: Imagine what the fuck,
0: if someone was fucking watching me when I was eighteen twenty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: mean, no one would fuck. I would have no friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my job wouldn't let me in the next day. That's what I'm saying. So you guys are young. I'm glad to see some teams give them a chance, though. You know. what I mean? Absolutely,
0: I think that's what that's something that that's why I like Bruce Arians. I feel like he knows that he can definitely help help a guy out. Um, Cincinnati, you know, they get a lot of flack for getting uh, low guys, but really could be Marvin Lewis that's really reaching out and seeing that there's yeah. more to that. And it's not so much getting a guy um, just for talent's sake and overlooking notes, looking like, hey, there's a real reason to get this. But um, this is going to be, like I said, these are bare conversations that are out, outside the realms of us. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back, and switch gears a little bit and, and go into NBA. It's playoffs time. Second rounds getting ready to start. We had an exhilarating first round. So we're gonna break some stuff down have some themes uh, Just we'll be back. We'll be back
1: Yeah
0: Yeah we sell crack to our own Out the back of our homes We smell the musk of the dusk and the crack of the dawn We go through episodes too Like attack of the clones
1: What till we break a bag And you hear the crack of the bone To
0: get by, just, get by just. We, And right. we are <laughs> not liars And so like I said We are back Oscar Castro is thy name
1: Sports is my game
0: eh, Something like that Anyway Back to it And we're switching gears over to basketball uh, and NBA playoffs are underway uh, we just went by a pretty exhilarating first round uh, I saw some pretty a lot of drama a lot of a lot of uh, series that kind of went some different ways obviously no one's expecting what happened with the Clippers um, oh, okay. that was really crazy um, Charlotte and Miami had a hell of a series uh, Toronto Indiana had a hell of a series um, LeBron James made a bit of a statement for being a scary man uh, with Kyrie Irving as well. Um, the Spurs balled out. So we had a, a lot of ongoing things, but I think that there's a few there's a few variables in the first round to look into that have long-term effects. Uh, and we're talking about the Clippers being one of them, and I think that's related to also the Spurs' dominance on um, the other token. And it's talking about um, Memphis... And LA, that last year, two years ago, are probably two of the top four teams.
1: Yeah, for and, sure.
0: And now we're in a very different situation um, because of the injury uh, issues going on to Blake Griffin, uh, a really unfortunate injury issue going on to Chris Paul. Freak accident. Yeah, that was really that was he's you know he's on and off. He yeah, I he's had injuries, but he's not injury ridden. But uh, Blake Griffin was pretty injury ridden the whole season so that was that was pretty that was pretty tough to handle um
1: it's a, if you would have asked anybody would both these teams be you know like out in the first round both these teams came into the season thinking this was a year they could contend
0: and, and for Memphis it really just goes yeah. as far as Marcus is a huge component and another huge component is Mike Conley and so when you're missing you're when you're missing I love Zach Randolph but I think right now those are your two best players. Was well, Zach
1: Randolph can't be your main scorer?
0: And he was, and he yeah. still was. And he, mind you, he eaten. still can do it. Yeah, he's still. Man, the guy can play some phenomenal basketball, but that just can't be how you do it. Just because, just because he 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 can't be the one to do it right now in this stage of his career. Like I said, that that series that they they had against San Antonio. You remember, you remember back was that two thousand nine, two 2010? ten. Two thousand ten. Amazing. Yeah, he was. A phenomenal basketball player. That's probably one more spectacular performances I've seen individually in a long time. Um, but Marc Gasol has stepped up and to be the number one player. Mike Conley is one of the better point guards in this league. One of the more probably one of the top reliable point guards in this league.
1: Yeah, consistency.
0: So, long term, the issue is, what do you do with these teams? Memphis went through a lot of influx and a lot of stuff going on, and they had some. They just rotated too much. They had a lot of guys getting a lot of minutes. And I think when you have Jordan Formar playing that much, you're not going to win. I think when you have your youngsters like Darrell Martin in there for that amount of time, you're making moves to get Mario Chalmers here. Uh, I, I just don't think those are power moves. Uh, I think that you make an effort to stretch the floor and, and, and put shots, but you know those guys you get are your Courtney Lees and your Jeff Greens. and No, you need more efficient, efficient players. So I think that you have to think. Is it tough to admit that there could there has to be a, a, a better way of doing things and if you blow it up, this is not just for Memphis, it's talking about for LA as well. Do you do you blow it up? And obviously you're not gonna completely clean house, you keep one or two pieces. What are those pieces
1: you pick? Both teams need to be blown up. Um, let's start with Memphis. Mike Conley's a free agent. Easy solution. Have him go somewhere else. You know, you got money off the books. You don't have to worry about signing him. He's going to want a max contract. Um, you Use that money on pieces. I guess you build around Marc Gasol, but well, Marc Gasol's not a young guy. He's 31, 32. Well, that's why
0: I thought you, I thought the otherwise that you, that you build around that you build around Mike Mike Conley and you play out Marc Gasol's contract and I don't you think blow everything Mike else. Conley's
1: out. not coming back with Marc Gasol, knowing he can't win with this team.
0: If that's the case, then you're. You know fine. what I mean. Yeah. Mike Conley's
1: not gonna, He's not gonna sign again, knowing what he has on his team. Marcus Saul's a big man who just signed. This is his first year in max contracts. Coming off a of foot surgery, you know. Isn't is, who knows? Yeah, you know I mean, like he's going be back next year too. Yeah. I'm not saying Marcus Saul's not coming back. He's a beast. And he's a great. You know.
0: Great player. Yeah, but phenomenal player. In
1: Mike Conley's mind, why would he sign here again? Memphis is not gonna cut Zach Randolph to clear space. They're not going He's done too much for the city, and for the you know the organization. Um, so I think the easy thing is for Mike Conley to go ahead and move on, and then, you know, Memphis is left with a void. I don't see see LA is easy. LA has pieces they can trade and have a new team, kinda. You know what I mean? You could. Yeah, trade. the
0: idea is the 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 writers' talk is the getting Carmel Anthony over there. Yeah. Because they've always been that position short. Yeah. The three has always been their sore spot.
1: Yeah, and he would do what Blake does. Just as well, if not better.
0: Because um, you can also stretch the floor
1: a little better. He stretches floor better. He's just as good a defender. He's just as good as a rebounder.
0: You're really not high on Blake Griffin's defense either, are you? Mm, no, Blake Griffin's okay
1: defender when he wants to be. But I think Melo, when he guards four, he's a fine defender. Yeah,
0: and I think that I think that Melo and Chris Paul have played together a lot. Yeah, and so and I that, think that would be something that they that they could work with, uh, and also. You know whatever deficiencies Carmelo Anthony is, is known for having, I think having DeAndre Jordan makes exactly. up for a lot of that.
1: I guarantee you, Chris Paul might not say it, but he would love for that trade to go down. Guarantee him and Mellor are some of the closest friends in the league. I guarantee you, um, actually he's not 100% certain, but another injury that Blake Griffin, you know what I mean? Blake Griffin seems to be yeah, hurt Blake, all the time. Blake, yeah,
0: Blake Griffin missed his whole first year in the league. Yeah, so, he missed time they, a couple of years ago. Now yeah, this, and then now, now this, this was really... It's a, and it's a recurring
1: injury comes back, it same injury hurt again, you know. Um, who knows? I I think because Clippers do have pieces, um,
0: and and the sucky part is since they're playoff teams, they're both going to get mid round draft picks. Yeah. So they don't they don't even get the luxury yeah. of, of having a legitimate building block. So that means you have to expect some dark times. Yeah. Which is which I guess for the Clippers you're trying to save that yeah that happen, but for Memphis it looks all yeah but no, I see it dark, looks all yeah. it looks all but inevitable. It yeah. looks like they'll. It looks like you know they squeaked in the playoffs this year, and it looks like it can only be getting down from there, uh, and that's a really shitty situation. I still think they're a playoff team. Maybe like eighth, seventh eight. seed. Yeah, they'll be eighth. But what what's worse, one? being in the uh, being in that yeah. Purgatory's dark spot. And I don't think so because I think Utah's getting better. Yeah. So I I think I think the better the Utah gets, are going to find yeah. themselves. Uh, and they don't have any. Who's their young guy? They got like you know. No, they got they got. Jarrell Martin, Journal Stokes is still in the D League. Yeah, but uh, Andrew Harrison, no, they don't like have these guys. But cuz you remember they picked late. They but always pick late. They didn't get young bucks that can pro- that can produce. A lot time.
1: of a lot of good teams got some young guys, you know, um, but I guess they were really trying to win cuz Vince Carter and Matt Barnes got a ton of minutes. Yeah. Um, even late in the season when they could have been doing some young guys, when
0: Stevenson was really trying to ball out. Yeah, um, he was trying to come back to the Indiana form. He was he was playing some. some I thought Stevenson looked the best since he solid, left solid Indiana. Out. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely more comfortable there. And you got to think, but either way, too, we're not talking about young guys. Yeah. And so you're not. This isn't. This could. This might not be that that core of what you're looking for.
1: It's not. So um,
0: you have. It just doesn't seem like it has. And it's sad because man, that that grindhouse was a real. Grind that that their style of play, their ability to stick to a style of basketball that some people thought was extinct or maybe a little like out of the times, and not only was out of time, it was some of the most effective basketball, and they were hands down the team that no one wanted to play consistently. I remember when people were calling them
1: boring a couple of years ago. Yeah, really
0: that's when they. That's also when they were one of the best teams. Yeah. So that that's that's a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, and also, you know, last year, not having Mike Conley or Tony Allen, you know, who, who knows how that playoff series. They were up two one against the Warriors. Yeah, and when those guys were playing. Yeah. And so that was that situation. Uh, and, you know, looking forward, uh, yeah, it looks like this kind of, it could be the, the last days of the the grindhouse. Uh, I don't know how long Dave Yorger fits into the picture. Yeah. Um,
1: I really like him. I thought he was really
0: I like a him a lot. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a he's a good coach. Dedicates himself to a style, but he kind of reminds me of Baby Thibs, uh, just without as much of a, as much as the results that Thibs that Thibs got you. So, you're probably gonna have to see some changes. I really don't want to see the Memphis Christies turn into one of these spread teams, uh, and I really hope that's not what they do. But it's the NBA. You're gonna have to switch it up a little bit. It'll be.
1: Tough because they're also, it's a business, and they know their market. The Grindhouse is perfect for blue-collar Memphis town and their fans.
0: Mm, yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's also perfect for any market. Winning? Yes. So I think that, I, I, I think that you're going to get that no matter where you go. I think a good example is Charlotte. I think they kind of, you know, um, Steve Clifford uh, over there. They definitely try to have a, a very grindy mentality and very physical, and they and they are for the most part um, when led by Kemba and when you have Michael Kidd Gilchrist healthy uh, and with Al Jefferson, but you saw them kind of more dedicated themselves spreading the offense a little bit, adding in Courtney Lee kind of encourage kind of added to that spread. Yeah. Having Jeremy Lin get a little more get a little more shooting touch in there, Frank Kaminsky and Tyler Zeller's minutes is you saw
1: one of the few times injuries actually. Not help the team, but help the it, team. It, it, helped the team. Them it
0: helped the team expand themselves. Exactly. So I, I think that they could still because I even though this team was very successful um, and almost got out of this, almost got out of the first round. I think that I still like that other team two years ago that went to the playoffs uh, a bit more, even with Al Jefferson hurt. I just thought that they were they were just they were just nasty inside and they were just grueling um, and just no Vonley didn't really work out down there that was a bit of an unfortunate situation
1: um, we're we'll talk about some previews yeah I guess because just officially all the first round yeah we've already had
0: it you have already had some, some big games at San Antonio with a drubbing and I just think that's going to be the theme of this you think so? I also think that we're seeing the possible emergence of, uh, of a real special basketball player and I'm really happy to see slow-mo doing his thing Kyle Anderson's playing some phenomenal UCLA. basketball uh, UCLA by way of uh, where to go? Not Saint Benedict's. Uh, other school. Fuck, it's good to see but, him get
1: some love because Zach Levine was the man getting all the love.
0: Yeah, but if you know basketball, you're yeah. a big slow mo guy over over Zach Levine any second. This kid is nice. Yeah. This Reminds me of Boris Dio. Yeah, okay. this kid has touch. Yeah, exactly. Little is a wing Boris Dio. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know he's slow. He that's that's why they call him slow, but. Man, does the guy have a high basketball IQ? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see that in every day that he plays, um, they have real depth. Um, Bogon Big Boy is not bad. No way! I
1: was like, "What the hell?"
0: This guy is can ball. He yeah. has some touch. Yeah, he has uh, a soft hands. Soft for a big, big man, and that is a big fella. And he
1: moves his feet well on
0: defense. Absolutely, I get that block. absolutely, I like this guy. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge is LaMarcus Aldridge.
1: They have no one formed. Memphis, I mean, Oklahoma City has not won. And them. we
0: haven't even talked about who's their best. Kawhi Leonard is just, there's, words cannot describe how outstanding and, and the amount of work that this guy puts in. And, you know, he's 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 a special player. He
1: didn't even guard Kevin Durant. He guarded Russell, Russell Westbrook. That's that what I'm saying. You know that he's yeah. going to be,
0: and he will take on that, that, yeah. that and I think when they play the Warriors, because it's inevitable. I, I do think he's going to want another crack at guarding Steph. But, however, most of the time, I think it's going to have to be Danny Green on him. But I definitely think he's going to take that personal... He's going to have that chip on his shoulder and wanting to guard him. And we'll see when that actually happens.
1: I'm not writing OKC okay, off yet. I'll, I would like to see how they respond. I mean, game you, you two. can't
0: ever write off the immense talent you have in those yeah. two guys. Nor the amount of... the 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 real physicality you have with some bigs yeah. that like to fight with Steven Adams and yeah. Serge Ibaka, and the rebounding that you're going to get from Ernest canner uh, you have a lot of, you have a, a really well-rounded team with two some two superstars. Yeah, so I'm not writing them all. I so like to so you can So you can't quit, right? Th- yeah, you're going to see a response. So they can make them work, but at the same time, when I think when you get them humming, like San Antonio gets humming, it's over. Yeah. And I, I, I it might be one of those situations. Because
1: you already know what their D's going to do, so if their offense can keep scoring at, you know, not that. Especially base, if I'll Danny be. Green
0: starts scoring. Yeah, he hit five threes. Yeah, if you get if you're getting Danny Green back to that form, forget about
1: it. Only person left to get back form is Tony Parker. Yeah. And everybody's there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but if
0: not, it doesn't matter because you have Patty Mills is playing solid basketball and you have Kyle Anderson really fitting really well.
1: They will need Tony Parker for the Warriors,
0: though. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's got to be there for yeah. the Warriors. No one, no one, no one can slip. You got to play your best game, not to win, but just to be considered to be in contention.
1: Do we even need to talk about the Warriors versus
0: Portland? No, I mean yeah. we can, but we already saw what happened and uh, and the big game they put on without Steph, uh, Draymond Green with another Draymond Green performance triple double. Klay um, Thompson's on fire. Yeah, Klay Thompson's on fire. With three games in a row, seven three-pointers. Just, what the fuck? Beautiful mechanics. We, I mean, I, I see, you know, he might not have Steph's, like, oh, my God, unbelievable way of shooting, but he also has probably one of the more mechanically perfect ways. You know, that's how you're supposed to shoot a basketball. Yeah. No, it, technique-wise, it, yeah. that.
1: Just, uh, that's yeah. just nice. When Steph Curry is not there, Clay Thompson is the alpha dog. And then and Sean, Livingston. Sean Livingston. Sean I've been telling people for years, Sean Livingston is a starting point yeah, guard Sean in Liv- the NBA.
0: Sean Livingston is doing his thing. I don't right remember
1: there. who was giving me shit about it, but someone was giving me shit about it, saying, eh, you win like 10 games. Fuck y'all. Sean Livingston is a fucking
0: beast. Yeah, Sean Livingston is great. Sean Livingston basically what Andre Miller was about like five years ago. Exactly. And that's the kind of play that you're getting right now with Sean Livingston. Uh, and so I, I, just taller, has a little more length to it. So fucking smart. Yeah, and so he's playing really great. Having Andrew Bogut healthy is really just a huge luxury. I mean, it, it's right now. Obviously, they're still, they're still the team with the best record of all time. They're still going to be one of the yeah. teams to beat. But let's just run. Let, let let's we, run through. You we did that
1: be? without trying to talk about him. Yeah, uh, let, let's, um, let's let's run. Interesting through. to me, Miami, Toronto.
0: Maybe I, think the, I think that's
1: the most competitive series. Yes, that's gonna be that. Probably gonna go seven. Um, that Toronto has a home court advantage to go seven. I think mine probably gets the edge. I like the veteran. I think that the
0: issue is gonna be guarding Kyle Lowry, and I don't. I don't think that Gordon Dragic is gonna be able to handle no. that. Handle that very well. Whereas I think I can trust Kyle Lowry. Uh, on I trust Kyle Lowry on all sides of the ball. The guy's a baller. So I think he's gonna be doing fine against Gordon Jarrett. and the guy plays really good basketball. But D Wade right now yeah. is
1: looks like flash. Yeah,
0: right now D. Wade's playing some basketball.
1: I really wish Miami was healthy for the playoffs with Chris Boss. They're missing some young guys. I'm um, taking I'm
0: taking Toronto I'm taking Toronto in seven. If they actually play to the potential, they can get it in six. They
1: have to play better than they play Indiana. I'm taking yeah, Miami Absolutely. Absolutely. Miami a seven. Um I guess this one's kind of easy. Cleveland versus the Hawks, Atlanta. Um, it's LeBron. Atlanta
0: it's like, does play some solid basketball. However, that's some. That's one thing that you know that in and out that they are going to move that ball really well and get the best possible shot available. But I'm sorry, if Kent weren't going to play that many minutes, you're not going <laughs> to. You're not. You're not going to yeah. beat the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: The, there's not. A matchup I could think of where I will not pick LeBron in the playoffs. I'm going LeBron in five or four.
0: I will tell you this though, having if you're gonna have to have a versatile defender, uh, having Paul Millsap is not a bad choice. Paul Millsap's a great defender. Paul Millsap Millsap is a fantastic defender. He's he's, and look at him to be getting the bulk of the time guarding LeBron James, and also look for some really big play from both those point guards in Atlanta. Having Jeff Teague and Dennis Schroeder is big time. Yeah, both these guys are serious, serious ballers. So it's not going to be easy, but realistically, I see Cleveland, I see just LeBron being a little too scary. Um, they're probably going to get this in six, maybe even five, if they are able to handle business. But if they get to seven, some shit went wrong. And they it's beat always something a, we got to talk about.
1: Yeah, they beat a very tough Detroit team.
0: Yeah, very wow. tough, and, and a very good defender in Stanley Johnson. And, you know, despite what Stanley Johnson said, LeBron handled his business like like it was nothing.
1: I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's just a great coach by Stan Van Gundy. That's all four matchups, right? That's all four matchups. <laughs> I think we all we agreed on all of them.
0: And then uh, except for
1: Miami, Toronto.
0: So it's definitely some big big matchups, and these are going to be some series that. Looking forward to uh, reviewing them and then bringing them into next week. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk again about getting ready for more NFL talk. Looking into what's going on post draft. You're going to have more contract talks. Probably some last minute deals getting set. Yeah.
1: All the veterans that haven't signed, like Aaron Foster's, those guys are about to get signed. Yep,
0: yep. Now they're about to fit in on the teams that you know, if you didn't get a running back, you probably that's probably maybe why a lot of running backs weren't taking it, sort of situations like that. So keep on the lookout for that. Yet again, you already know. Uh, let's get let's get let's get active. Let's get let's become part of the show. So come reach me out at Wascar09, start tweeting some questions, uh, and I'll put you on at Waskar9 my Twitter handle, Dre.
1: Dre Day 650
0: Yep, look for us and uh, definitely give us a shout out. Let us know what you let us know what you want to hear. So yet again, we appreciate the, the listening and y'all have a good night. Peace out. Oh yeah And France a skinny
1: man died of a big disease with a little name By chance his girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did at home, there are
0: 17-year-old boys, and there I do fun. It's being in a game called the Disciples High. On-